Welcome to the Human Experience Podcast, where we have folks of all different walks of life share any trials and tribulations. Through the sacred art of conversation and storytelling, we seek to open minds, shed light, and make our modern world feel a little less lonely, realizing that we are all connected, one human experience at a time. I'm your host, Aisha Billy. I'd like to welcome you to the show and thank you very much for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the show, friends. I am back in New York, man. I'm back in New York. I was just on a crazy, gnarly, life-changing, all the good things uh, trip across America. I can't really call it a road trip because I flew half the time, but I drove a good amount of the time too, but I more so flew. My pals who I met up with, they they drove, but Anyway, uh, this week on the show, we have Sean Werner, who is a rapper and a songwriter. His stage name is Prophet. You could find him under any uh, streaming platform, Spotify, Apple Music, under the name of Prophet NYC. We talked about what it's like being an artist, what it's like doing the damn thing in a world that doesn't really favor artistry. We talked about what inspired him to get into music, how long he's been doing it, what his last album was about, how he works his nine to five during the day and then he pursues this outside of his nine to five, kind of like a passion passion and practicality uh, conversation here. As well as just like how rap has changed throughout the years and his opinion on it and kind of mine too. I'm going to be playing two clips of his music from you. One is from, one is called Find A Way, the first one. It is from his album Meditations in an Emergency that was dropped in 2018. And then the second clip that I will play is called Catch Me When I Fall, which was dropped on his latest album, The Green Light, in 2020. So you can kind of catch a feel for him. I think he's so fucking talented. He's a great writer and I love his voice. And additionally, he doesn't pretend to be what he's not. He definitely leads with integrity and I just am a complete believer in his art. So enjoy these clips and enjoy the show. For the first time ever, I was feeling so proud. So shot in the dark, but I'll find a way. I'm possessed by the music, but my mind's astray. If I fall on deaf ears, this is where I'll stay. Gotta keep my vision clear, they'll understand one day. It's a shot in the dark, but I'll find a way. I'm possessed by the music, but my mind's astray. If I fall on deaf ears, this is where I'll stay. Gotta keep my vision clear, they'll understand one day. The trip back from hell, leave the thoughts in the past. This bottle's half full, but I gotta make it last. For so long I live my life like I never crashed Then it happened, now I'm sitting in the aftermath Brush myself off, the rush is all gone Shit, I've been feeling this pain for so long My brain is all numb like Kane, it's so strong Gotta tame the demons, TV stuck on reruns Time to change my ways, get my mind to the money Get out of my head, find a place that's more sunny Leave those behind that have always acted funny I'm too nice to people that want nothing from me Let down by those that I used to believe in It's those you love Love most that could be so deceiving Fuck all these fake friends Party and break bread Do it all again Whenever the day ends That was Find A Way Going into Catch Me When I Fall In a trance feeling heavy is Gotta find a new start Repair this broken heart I wish I could see through it all Vision is so blurry now. Someone, please catch me when I fall. Call it out on the way to the ground. I wish I could see through it all, but my vision is so blurry now. Someone, please catch me when I fall. Yeah, it's fucking good, man. His music's good. Um, without further ado, let's cut on into the episode. All right, everybody, welcome. I'm here today with a very special guest. His name is Sean. Um, Sean, do you want to introduce yourself? What's up, guys? My name is Sean. Um, I go by the stage name Prophet NYC, and I grew up in Long Island. 
I'm 29. All right. So tell me, what got you into music? And I also want to know what that name means. Um, so as far as getting into music, um, I would say as far as hip hop music, it was my brother, um, Mark, who is also my DJ, DJ Labrat. Um, he got me into hip hop from a pretty young age, but I feel like our family is, is very into music. You know, my mom is very into music, my brother, um, and, uh, my mom definitely influenced me from like very early. Your on. mom listens to hip hop. She listens to hip hop no, as she well, doesn't. but but she got me into got like to. I feel like music more uh, like blues and rock. But she she listens to a pretty decent amount of hip hop, like from me and my brother, and then got into it. She listens to it on her own now. That is so Different fascinating. Artists. You allude to your brother. Your brother's a DJ. Yes, yes, and uh, he produced, he still produces music for me, but he produced like all of my early stuff, and um, we actually, we had taken some time off from working together, but we just recently uh, started linking back up to do music again, which is really cool, and uh, as far as the name, I I kind of got it from him also, at, at the time I was like, around 14 or 15 and I was I wanted to do music and I was trying to come up with a stage name and I thought of it as like profit of like music like kind of I decided to spell it like the the religious way mm-hmm. like a almost like a profit of music because I felt like my my um my music was like very like deep and from the heart and kind of about a lot of real life issues I feel like it's also philosophical, your writing, and a lot of um, prophets tend to be philosophical figures. Right. You know? Definitely. Yeah, I feel like it's interesting because it still kind of fits my music all these years later. Like, I feel like a lot of people, like, they come up with a name when they're when they're very young and I I mean they might keep the same stage name but even some people like change their name and they just use their their government name or um, but I feel like it's still uh, it still fits what I'm doing now which is cool I never thought of that like needing to shed a name I thought about it at a point um, mostly because of which is why I, I kind of added the NYC at the end because of like profit was is a hard thing like as far as people uh, it being like readily available like if people wanted to look me up and they just put in profit obviously it's going to be very difficult <laughs> You're to gonna see Jesus differentiate <laughs> yeah. yeah but um I added the I had added the NYC for some of the social media stuff years ago and then I just recently decided to kind of go full speed ahead with it and just add it to make myself you know because people kind of knew me by it already anyway like my instagram was profit nyc and i think my twitter was prof so i had been using it for years anyway okay so i have a question a follow-up question so with that name like with having a stage name do you feel like you have an alter ego as a performer um yeah I would say so. I think um, I think as far as being on stage, I definitely have a different like it's something that's subconscious. So it's almost like it it's not something I'm totally aware of. Um, I think when I'm on stage, like something kind of just clicks because I I feel like when I'm off stage, I'm much more like reserved and like a bit shy in in some ways. And I think when I'm on stage, people are kind of taken back by it because it's such a, like a 360, you know, or 180, whichever. uh, Yeah, (laughs) no, I got you. Um, I definitely identify with that. Like I already told you before, but it's not that I'm necessarily reserved like in life, 
you know, like I'm very outgoing and blah, blah, blah. But when it comes to being on stage, like for me, something definitely happens when I'm up there. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the hell I tap into, but it's not, I'm not that person in life. Something just clicks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or like snaps. Like, I don't know what it is, which it is. Definitely. Um, But I definitely. It's a cool feeling though. I'm sure you, like, with dance, like, I'm sure you definitely have have felt that way, like, where something just, like, you hit a groove, and you, not that you're totally, like, you're aware of it, and you're not aware of it, like, yeah. you're kind of just, it become, like, everything kind of... Flow state. Do you know what flow state is? Uh, I've heard of it. Okay, yeah. that is so crazy. Like, everyone can find a flow state with anything. Like, let's say you love coding. You can find a, a flow state while you're coding. Or if you really like math or wash... I know this sounds silly, but like washing the dishes. You can find a flow state doing anything. Right. It's when the challenge, the level of challenge matches perfectly or like perfectly enough with your level of skill. And mm. when those two things marry, you literally just flow. And I feel like performers tap into this like energy release yeah. that we can't do unless we're on a stage. That's like our just our thing. Yeah. Yeah. That that's that's really interesting. And definitely makes complete sense. Yeah, definitely. So is your brother like the one of your biggest influences? Because you say the name and you know he had produced for you and you guys do have a bit of an age gap so i feel like yeah. he was able to kind of mentor you yeah i i would say as far as getting into hip hop music like my earliest memories were with him because i really enjoyed um listening i mean from a very young age I, you know i would say like when i was in uh, which was probably too young to be listening to that stuff but um when i was probably in like fourth or fifth grade i was listening to like like eminem i was listening to 50 cent it started at yeah yeah no that was definitely what album was that in 08 not 08 03 yes uh get rich or die trying yeah yeah same same here yeah no that was definitely i feel like those albums that's like those were like my formative years with hip-hop and it was mostly through him because i can remember him picking me up and me going over to his apartment and him showing me like, you know, the Eminem show or the Get Rich or Die Trying or the Black Album by Jay-Z and just being like taking it all in. And I don't think I really understood the impact that it had on me until later. Absolutely. Like when I got older, I still love those albums, you know, like as much as I played them to death, I feel like, you know, they still have such a like I can throw it on today and any of those albums will still have the same like meaning for me i do feel like they are timeless pieces those albums i do want to later on get into your thoughts on like the current state of hip-hop and rap and stuff we'll get into that a little bit later but i do want to say i feel like those pieces are definitely timeless yeah yeah and I, i think they influenced the generation like they influenced me and a lot of the other young artists of today um i feel like you know even like pop smoke i feel like he was very influenced by 50 cent massive Um, massive and like people like logic was really influenced by eminem there's like a lot of a lot of the younger artists i think were super influenced by that time period and even the ones that came before it but i do think we grew up in a very like influential hip-hop time frame like when we were kids it was like there was so much good hip-hop coming out so that being said because i completely agree with you and i really feel that way for r&b um and i know like r&b has changed now it's like neo soul or like neo r&b like you know shit's different and like i could sit here and you could sit here and i don't know how you feel but you know i could be bitter and be like back in my day right, meanwhile right. we're still like super young yeah. but i feel like it's taken a a really different shift and i do think like the macbook the iphone had a really big like influence in that shift sure, of yeah. production i'm curious like that being said what are your thoughts on like current the current state um it's interesting because i think as you get older 
And like you said, we're not old, but we're older than we were in like those really formative years of like, I feel like when you're in middle school and high school and like early college, you're very, very, at least I was like very up on everything. And I know some, I mean, some of my friends and I'm, I'm not, you may be as well, like some of my friends are still really up on all the new stuff. I feel like as far as I go, I still tend to listen to a lot of underground artists now, as well as like a lot of stuff from the past. I'm not as big of a fan of the stuff that's being promoted now, like on a mainstream level. Um, But there's tons, because of like you said, like with the MacBook and like all the technology, there's artists that are making stuff in their basement that sounds amazing that may not be on the radio, but you know, it's still, you know, a lot of people are still listening to it more of like a cult following. Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of artists like that that I'm into. But I I also feel like I know I'm getting older, and I know that music is not for me. Like it's really more for the kids. And I think it's you know maybe. What it's do you a, mean by that? Maybe it's a disconnect. Like I feel like maybe I I don't get it. That you know? is so like, interesting. Like I feel like the whole emo rap thing, like. I get it, I get some of it, but not to the extent of, like, the kids, I feel like, that are coming up are very, very into it. Like, I feel like, like, Little Peep and uh, Juice World and, like, uh, Triple X, I'm not sure how you pronounce his name, Triple <laughs> yeah. uh, X. Yo, I feel old. I literally but, feel But, like, old. all of those artists, like, these kids are, like, die-hard fans for them. And I don't... I don't fully get it, but I understand, like, I feel like maybe people in, that were around my age didn't get the stuff that I, you know what I mean? I so. never stopped to think about that, ever. I just thought that, you know, and it's so true because when I would watch, like, the evolution of hip-hop, you know, rap began in, like, the 80s. Like, that's when, like, battling became a thing, Right. Back in the 80s. Yep. And when you listen to rap from the 80s, it, it when you compare it to, let's say, the era that you're talking about with Eminem and G-Unit, there was a lot less words in a song. In the 80s. Oh, my yes. God. Yes, yes. Like, just, just in terms of, like, if you were to look up the lyrics to a song, it was literally just less quantitatively words. Yep. Yeah, it was more like, not nursery rhymes, but like it was much more simplistic as well as like the beats were much more simplistic. Right. So I totally agree. It's just like every era has been an evolution. So that's why I feel like I don't really like to like downplay any type of, um, you know, genre. Like even like, you know, there's artists that I'm not even that familiar with, like, like even Pop Smoke, like I'm not that familiar with him or like Little Baby or, um, you know, there's like different artists that I know are super popular, but I just haven't really like, I maybe heard a song, but I haven't particularly listened to like a full album by them. Um, so I try not to like downplay anything and be like, oh, well, my music was you know, Eminem and Jay-Z and Nas and all these people, you know, are way better than this artist. It's just a different thing. It's just an evolution. It's just so crazy hearing you say that because to me, you sound so open-minded. I don't know a lot of people who speak your language and that does not go for just rap. Like I have worked with a lot of like musical theater people. I've worked with, uh, you know, in commercial hip hop, like yes, or commercial hip hop dance, which was, you know, what I was pursuing. You don't dance to just hip hop. You dance, like hip hop is composed of all these things, whacking, house, pop, Mm -hmm. dance hall. And I would hear like, you know, especially with pop, you, people would be like, you know, back at the early 2000s was way better than now. Like, just a lot of bitterness. And I remember when I was like 20, 19, I'm going to say when I was 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, I'll cap it there, that I would be like, man, how do these people get so bitter? Like, in their, yeah. in their late 20s and on, or in their mid-20s and on. And it's funny because, like, you know, I'm 25, but I 
saw how they do because what happens is like youth is such an interesting thing like not to go on a tangent about youth but it's a thing that's like so temporary and you're like so un i mean hopefully you're so like untouched and unfazed by the world yet for the most part and right. you could just get lost in like your era of of whatever art is in that time mm-hmm. and i agree you forget that like there are while you're doing that in your teens there's this whole generation underneath you brewing and up and coming mm-hmm. and then when they take that I don't want to say spotlight. I'm having a hard time articulating it. But when they take like that vibe of like the party vibe or whatever, like that unfamiliarity, because like with me, like all those people who you just mentioned, other than like Pop Smoke, like I do not know unless I heard them at the dance studio. Yeah. Like at all. I think that's the thing too. Like a lot of times it's just like, I almost feel like I don't want to judge anything just based off of what I hear on the radio because a lot of the times I'm just not educated enough on it. Like, I can't say because I heard one song of somebody that, oh, that's trash. Like, I would rather, and it's like what you're saying, it's like you don't really know unless you've, you you may not even know an artist offhand. Like, you may have heard it at the dance studio or you may have heard it on the radio, but you don't. Like, you don't know that whole artist discography, and that's kind of how I feel about it, where I almost feel like before I, like, trash something, I want to at least give it a, a chance. Mm-hmm. And I will say, I don't think this era of hip-hop is really for me. Like, the, the majority of the stuff that I'm hearing that's very, like, whether it's on, like, the top playlists on Apple Music or Spotify, like, the stuff that I've heard, I, I tend to go nowadays more towards either other genres or hip-hop that has a little bit of a blend of yes genres yes i noticed that about you like it really struck me about you just like knowing you on a personal level how you would listen to like literally like like red hot chili peppers type of vibe or something like that and i'm not saying that people are one-dimensional but i just your appreciation for different genres really struck me and i feel like that is what artists need is like not necessarily being like a well-rounded artist but having your exposure well-rounded if that makes sense no definitely i appreciate you noticing that too because i think as i've gotten older it's interesting because i still truly love hip-hop like i could sit and talk hip-hop all day um you know but i also feel like as i've gotten older and older other types of music like i got like in my early 20s i got very into like grunge music so like pearl jam and soundgarden and allison chains and that music impacted me just as like as strongly as hip-hop did and then i feel like um artists came along that were like blending it like with hip you know uh, like even drake is like r&b and like dance hall and hip-hop and then you have like post malone who's doing like rock and country and rap and then you have like yellow wolf who's doing like you have like there are a lot of artists out there that i think are taking chances and genre blending Mm -hmm. and i don't think that was possible Years ago, I think hip-hop was a very, like, either you're hip-hop or you're not type of genre. And I think because of artists like OutKast and because of artists like 3-6 Mafia and because of people like Drake, like, I think the reins are off now. And yeah. I think it's kind of cool because I do agree with you. People aren't one-dimensional. Most people listen to more than one genre of music and... Why shouldn't you be able to take influences from all genres to make whatever music you want to make? Absolutely. You know? And I, when I showed you um, Helix by Flume, Flume is a producer. Yeah, he's awesome. He's, yeah, I yeah. love that stuff you showed me. It was fantastic. So he's one guy, if you don't know him. And 
Helix is just an instrumental piece, but I remember when I showed you it, that piece, you were like, you could tell he has influence of hip hop. For sure. And he has foundation in hip hop. Yeah. It is so evident. Like, even though was, he is very electronic, mm -hmm. the bass in it was so, like, you could get down with that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you could definitely hear, like you said, like, definitely the influence. And it's a totally different, it's it's electronic music for sure. It's I mean, he has hip, some hip hop artists um, collaborate, right, with him. Oh my god, yeah. He's always in and out. And it's not just rappers that he'll do. Like, he'll put out, you know, a piece where that is instrumental, a piece with a rapper, and then a piece with, like, you know, like a mainstream pop chick. So he's just very, like, he's well-rounded musically. Yeah. He could do whatever, pretty much. Definitely. Um, I want to take a little turn. I want to ask something a bit personal. Are your, what was it like with your parents, like... Did you tell them you were pursuing rap? Like, did, did they support you? Like, was it not talked about in the house? Um, no, they, you know, they were very supportive. I can't remember exactly when they started, like, really taking it seriously. I know, I mean, from, like, 15 or 16, me and my friends used to come over to the house and we had, you know, like, a really cheap mic that we used to like put a sock over like because we didn't have like a like a pop filter and stuff <laughs> and um i think you know i think i mean my dad is not that into i mean he doesn't like hate music but he's more of like a sports guy so i think like it took him a little longer i think my mom thought it was cool just because i was doing anything creative and i think they saw how much that i I cared about it and how much work that I put into it and as, as the years went on and they started I mean they come to all my shows they've been super supportive for for years and years now and I feel like pretty much from the jump which was really cool because I don't think you know all parents are are that supportive of people you know, may, maybe they're supportive, but they're, you know, they're not... Doing anything. Yeah. That could be with their career, you know, or it could even be with, like, their sexuality. It could, like, right. any facet of yep. themselves. It's true. And I feel like that's very unique, like, what you have. And it, I don't even want to say unique. I want to say, like, maybe rare. There's a lot of parents who panic when they see their kid like going towards a creative outlet which by the way you don't have to be a starving artist like you can go do your nine to five and then right. you can go pursue your art outside of that which is what you do mm -hmm. right yeah i think that was probably part of the safety net like i think if i had like quit my job quit school like then they may not i you know i went to school i uh, I worked my nine to five, you know, I still work my nine to five and that's how I, you know, pay for studio time and stuff. So I think, I think being that I was willing to put the time in to pay my bills, they were cool with whatever, which was, you know, which I appreciate completely because they didn't have to support the way they did. Like they really they really support what I do. Um, yeah, definitely. But I, I agree. You don't have to be a starving artist. I mean, does it help to have, like, some type of um, funding to where, like, you don't have to work and, you know, you can put all your time into music? Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> but, but for the rest of us the rest who of don't us, got yeah, it like that. Exactly. I noticed that, like, that you don't have to be a starving artist when I was, you know, in my last the gym that I worked at, I worked with a lot of actors and there's a book called Big Magic. I forgot who the author is, super popular. And one of my clients is slash pals. She pursues acting. She actually just moved to LA during the quarantine. Um, she gave me this book and she was like, this is such a sacred piece of work to me. This mm -hmm. is when I realized that I did not need to be a starving artist and that that mentality of needing to be a starving artist is like, so fucked up like it's so romanticized like having that like shit apartment in new york city and like working in a restaurant or odd right. jobs and stuff like that is so romanticized but like let me tell you something that does not sustain no it's true and if you do not have 
the what is it called silver spoon mm-hmm. if you don't have the silver spoon from your parents like good fucking luck sustaining exactly. that yeah and another thing is like your art doesn't have to be like to get you to a goal to get you famous to get you money or to get like hopefully that happens for you but i mean it is an expression that you need to express so that you could feel like alive <laughs> in your soul so i think it's smart to strategize the way that you do so that you can still express your art. Yeah, I, I just, I think it's, you know, to each his own, obviously, but I definitely think it's, it's obviously just a safer way to do it, being that I've, I've been at it like over 10 years, and it could still, I'm still young enough that it could still work, but I, I think what you said also, and we've talked about this before, like your goals don't have to be to get rich and famous. I feel like I've attained some of my goals already as far as being able to, you know, continue to make music for however long I've been doing it. Um, you know, being able to perform shows, being able to do BB Kings, uh, which, you know, thankfully my uh, my buddy JJ was able to get me that show, you know, uh, so many years back. And like, just I've done so many cool things and just being able to express myself. And I think we've talked about this um, a lot as far as I think just self-expression and uh using it as therapy and and being able to to be artistic without having to worry about like making money or you know just paying being able to pay your bills but being like you said being able to do still do your art i think that's a you know a cool goal to have and i will say like when your goal is like to just make it to rich and famous like that is a house of cards foundation like you will absolutely fall apart Mm -hmm. because it's so it is so tough like getting there super hard it's so fucking hard and statistically like and i'm not saying this to discourage people i'm actually saying this kind of justify people because i would like get down on myself about dance sometimes like i would just be like you know if my parents were supportive if we had more money like if you know if they were more like it's easy to have those ideas when you're trying so hard exactly. to pursue something. Yeah. It's super easy and it is not a good spiral to go down. So I remember like when I was living in the city and I was at the studio a lot, I said to myself, the goal is just to get my skills, the saw, sh- super sharp. I just want to get a really sharp saw. Right. That's it. And then all of a sudden, like, I got hit up for a gig. And I was like, cool. I got hit up for another gig. I was like, cool. Like, that's when the other stuff started, like, that's pouring awesome. in a little bit more. Yeah. You know? Anyway, um, so let's talk about your album. Okay. And what I want to know, I, I really want to know, like, what space this craft has held for you in your life. And then if you want to get into the album after that, I'd love to hear like what like what has it done for me emotionally like psychologically spiritually um i think overall it's just it's always been i don't want to say a crutch because i feel like that almost gives like a negative connotation it's just been it's always been there for me and it's funny because so many times i thought i was done and then I've always come back to music. So I feel like it's just one of those things that I don't think it'll ever leave me. You know, I may not do it as, um, you know, as much as I get older. I don't know. I don't know what the future holds. But I don't think I'll ever stop completely from doing music. Because I feel like no matter what is going on in my life, whether I'm happy, whether I'm sad, whether, you know what like whatever is going on music has always been that outlet for me and it's always been a place that i can be myself and i can express myself however i want however i'm feeling and it's great if other people like it but i've always really done it for for me and you know it's helped me uh, a great deal i think that's where the gold mine's at is like what you just said like 
you've always done it for yourself and if other people appreciate it then that's dope like sure yeah that is always the way that i hope people produce whatever it is they're creating because the moment i think you start chasing clout and stuff you lose the essence of who you are in your voice definitely and it and it happens like it happens clout feels good yeah like you know what i mean um but you can lose you definitely can lose yourself in it you don't want to like it's it you almost don't want to let that get to you too much because it can stunt whatever you're create like you're trying to create yeah stunts a great word because that's what it does it stunts yeah it completely stunts but anyway let's get into the album so we'll definitely play a clip in here of a few of your songs when that time comes so i want to know the name of your album is the green light Mm -hmm. um you have been very heavily influenced by f scott fitzgerald and also the great gatsby definitely so can you speak on that a little bit um I definitely think I've been influenced by a lot of literature. Uh, I actually, in in college, I was an English major, but definitely, definitely, The Great Gatsby has had a very, very um, powerful influence on me. The character, but also just the story and the mystique. And the album's called The Green Light mainly because of. Uh, I mean, it started out being inspired because of the green light in the story was kind of a metaphor for Gatsby's hopes and dreams and he was kind of the ultimate dreamer and I think Fitzgerald by the end of the novel was kind of alluding to the fact that the American dream was unattainable and because of how things turned out for Gatsby and he almost had like a pessimistic view on it but I always kind of had a positive view for some reason even though the way the story ended i still feel like today the american dream is possible and it doesn't have to be like the american dream doesn't have to be to be rich and famous or to like i feel like no matter your goals can always change depending on where you're at in your life and you can always set new goals and those you can attain those goals so i feel like the green light for me also along with um the album having a lot of like like light and dark in the darkness and there's a lot of like uh i allude a lot to those that kind of symbolism so what inspired this album um mostly i had gone through a lot of change in the last several months um i went through a breakup i went through uh, just everything with COVID and everything that we've all been going through in different ways, but we're all, you know, we're all kind of in it together, but just a lot of personal things that had been going on in my life. And, you know, once again, I, I didn't really know what to do. Everything was so uncertain. And I feel like I, I should probably pick up the pen and and see what I can do because maybe maybe I'll feel better and I just feel like more so than any other music that I've created this stuff kind of just poured out of me and I think it was a lot that was pent up inside of me and uh yeah I I definitely think it's reflective if you listen to the album like parts of it are sad but it's almost triumphant some of you know yeah i definitely got that that triumphant or like resilience too yeah and you're really a big fan of the rocky series yeah oh yeah yeah which i feel like yeah the main theme of that is also resilience Mm -hmm. absolutely i think uh i'm i'm super inspired by those like those stories where people are down and then they can rise up um, and I hope that's what people get from the music. I feel like a couple of the people that have heard it before it came out, um, like you had told me that and my friend JJ, like they, they didn't seem to feel sad when listening to it, even though some of it is sad. Like it did, it was, JJ actually 
um, JJ Jones, he produced the uh, the second song on the album. He had said to me today, actually, that it, he felt like it was a feel good album. It made him feel good. That's wild. Which is interesting because it came from. I'm under the impression that this album, and please correct me if I'm wrong, came from some of like the darkest times of your life. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Complete. I completely agree, and it is strange though because I do feel like even though I was in the darkness and you know, or in the storm, um, I do feel like the music kind of got me out of it. You know, like, and it almost does feel like by I kind of get what he's saying because by the end of it, and and I hope other, I hope it doesn't. You know, I don't really want to make people sad with this project. Like, I kind of want. Hopefully, people can connect with it. Maybe it will. Uh, they can relate to something that they've gone through. But I do want people to feel like you can, you can rise up because I I found my way through it. Yeah, definitely. Which was like super inspiring. To me, like knowing you on a personal level, like I think, you know, to talk on myself personally, when I go through dark times, like, you know, I do have faith that I'll always get through it, but I have some bad, I have some bad habits in my past that I could easily lean on and that would take me like further down the hole. So it's so, I feel like it's, uh, what's the word, divine that you had music to like kind of channel into rather than whatever else you could have leaned on definitely i i i'm super grateful because i think like you said it's it's not hard to fall into bad habits when things are going like it, it's it's easy to get away from bad habits when everything is great you it know? is so different Right? When everything is great. Yeah, completely. Like, when everything is great, everything is great. Yeah. You're on the beach sipping a fucking margarita. It doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. But, like, when things are a shitstorm, like, I know, like, I, I want to escape. Like, I want to retreat. Like, I had to train myself as I grew up to be, like, stay present. Stay present with your feelings. Like, right. or else you're going to do some dumb shit. And it's you not know? easy. It's not easy to have to like to to train yourself to to know those things and to not make those same mistakes and Definitely. What is your favorite song on this album? Um I would say I'm I'm very proud of it as a whole, but I think Catch Me When I Fall is probably is probably one of the sadder songs on the album, but I, I really feel like it accurately portrayed how I was feeling in those really darker moments. And also, I think vocally, uh, me and Chris Conway, who he he's... Uh, I've worked with him for several years now. He's, he's a very well-to-do engineer uh, that works at No Mystery Studios. And he, this album would not have been possible without him. I was it was an honor to work close with him and for him to put his feedback so much and i feel like especially on that particular song we collaborated in the sense of like we worked out melodies together i mean i wrote the lyrics to the song but um he added production he he helped you know he helped me push myself to places that i don't i didn't even think that i would be able to go so I would say that song, and the other one is uh, "Pulled Me Out," which that's like the on the other end of the spectrum of like almost like that's the song that I feel like is talking about how the like the music just pulled me out. It it just it got me through it. So it's almost like you have like the 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 dark song, and then you have the one like triumphing over it. That is so funny like just seeing juxtaposition everywhere in life right and seeing that or like the like con- two different sides of the coin or whatever yeah. yeah because there are always two different sides you know and, sure. and it's so hard like i feel like that's why it's to finish that sentence it's so hard to be mindful that there is the other side especially when you're in a headspace where you don't fucking see the light at the end of the tunnel which you know for anyone listening out there 
if you're in that position, you just, from what I learned, you just need to keep moving. Even if it's really tiny, like crawling, you just need to keep moving because if you do, you will just be in a better position than you were a couple steps ago. And as you do that, you will find the light. Um, Definitely. But that's why I feel like this album was so profound for you because... You know, you've been doing this a while, but I haven't really heard you talk about any of your other pieces the way you have, like, this one. Yeah. I, you know, I think it's interesting because I don't think I was ever fully proud of everything that I did. Where I feel like on this project, I don't, I don't really feel like, and I think I also took more time. You know, I, I, I've rushed stuff in the past. I've rushed it out or I, I didn't take as many studio sessions or... But I, I definitely think that I'm the most proud of this for sure of of anything I've done. And um, there was definitely stuff in the past that I listen back now and I'm like, uh, you know. That uh, is so like a part of the gig. Yeah, yeah, Like, for you sure. are never... Gonna be full. Yeah, you're never gonna be fully Especially satisfied. out the gut. Especially out the gut. Right. Like, you're always... When you start, very likely, unless you're, like, prodigyic, you're gonna be shit. And for then sure. You, you just Even think... if you think that you're great. <laughs> yeah. Because I thought I was great when I was 19, and, you know, I thought I had, like, a chip on my shoulder, and... My brother, you know, he used to try to knock me down to earth and I used to get mad. And then, you know, a couple years later, as I got a little older and a little more humble and more who I really am, I was like, yeah, maybe you were right. (laughs) Stuff wasn't that good, you know? You know what you said to me that I found so fucking fascinating? And I know it's common, but it still fascinates me. Was it Chris Conway who when you were first started recording with him, he was like, whoa, 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 like you sound way too much like Eminem. He said that, uh, he said it later. He didn't say it to me like at the time, but he said when actually my mom uh, was sitting in on the session and he had said to her, you know, that he, he felt like this project was where I had come into my own, like my own sound. And he said that, like, not in a bad way, but he heard too much of, like, Eminem because he knew how much of an influence he was on me, like, off the bat. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 I remember telling you how that did he thought t- it was interesting. How did interesting. he say it? Like, was he, like... Well, he, he said it... He didn't say it, like, in a negative way. It was more of, like, complimenting, like, the growth, you know? Because I think a lot of artists, and, and we had discussed this... Um, uh, off camera like I, f- I feel like artists when they first start they're gonna sound like whoever they're like you don't really have an identity at least most I mean unless like you said if you're like a prodigy it's one thing you know maybe Prince or David Bowie or something maybe they had their own sound off the bat but I think you're gonna sound just like whoever you wanted whoever you like you know I wanted to I I loved Eminem when I was a kid I you know I wanted to be like him you know I wanted to sound like him so of course I think it's natural that when you start doing music you're gonna you know not to go off on a tangent no that is I want to tell you like I didn't think of this to say this when you said that to me about like him saying what you how you sounded like Eminem but I know that it just dawned upon me. Like, when I first started dancing, like, a little bit more on a commercial level, like, I would mimic my biggest influences. Right. And I... Makes sense, definitely. That's who I was watching. Yeah, of course. And when you are really into that person, like, when you're really into that choreographer, that artist, that rapper, like, you know, I don't know about you, but I have a very obsessive personality, and I, I just... Too, yeah repeat rewind like Mm -hmm. rewind repeat like i just over and over and over again so i do think that there is some advantage in that though i have to tell you because basically it educates you and then you kind of like become them a little too much and then once you shed off that person's like sound or that person's look you are left with like yourself in a sharper way i feel like Because I feel like with me, like with how much I watch dancers, 
like, okay, half of my training did come from being in the studio, being in class, being on teams, being in shows, but I really feel like the other half came from YouTube. From just sitting there for hours and watching and consuming it. Now, who were uh, some of your biggest influences dance-wise? So, um, they're not people who are known on the mainstream. They're actually very known on Instagram, but back in the day, like, Will DeBeast had... He's from North Carolina, I believe. He's living in LA right now with his wife, Janelle Janestra. They both... He started this company called Amabeast. And it's fucking, like, huge. They have, like, company kids, and they do, like, commercials and stuff. So a lot of that and a lot of, um, actually, people like uh, Melanie Moore. She's a technical dancer who's actually on Broadway now, but she was the winner of, I think, season eight or season six, So You Think You Can Dance. Oh, wow. I will show you some of her pieces. I got yeah, to take um, her class. She was touring wildebeest was in this tour too with um jump dance convention so there are dance conventions that jump but you know pun intended <laughs> there's like jump there's pulse there's all these right. other ones and they go from city to city and they came and toured in syracuse while i was going to school in Cortland. Oh, so awesome. i just drove out a half hour so she was a really big influence um jade shinoweth who i have showed you her before she is is she she's the girl that uh She's done stuff with Chris Brown. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. She's very talented. And like, she is a prodigy to yeah. me. Like, she, she's super young, right? She's 22. Yeah. She's, but, and like, she, but like, she was doing it, I think, at like 19, you said, right? Pro- and younger. Like, professionally. Yeah. It's and crazy. I watched like her videos of when she was in the studio when she was really young. Like, that bitch always had it. Mm-hmm. Like, she fucking had it. And I watch interviews with her and. You know, she dropped out of high school and got a GED to move to LA. Like, I don't know how many parents would just let us do that. And her Their parents just knew. Like they knew and they supported it. And she would um, train in the studio Monday through Friday until midnight at when she would get wow. out of school. Isn't that fucking crazy? Hours and hours and hours. Jazz, tap, ballet, like all these disciplines. And she was from Utah. And in Utah, hip hop it at the time. I don't know if it's still like this, but you couldn't learn hip-hop until you were like 16 or 18 it's a very conservative place is that fucking crazy that is weird wild but um she didn't discover her voice in hip-hop dance until she was in her late teens because it wasn't allowed so crazy which is funny because now like does she have all that technical stuff the ballet tap jazz i never seen her tap but yeah she does but all i see her do is hip-hop period like i've never in heels like i've never seen her do like a musical theater but she's well-rounded enough that she probably could do any of because you said she's trained in all of those yeah it disciplines yeah it's wild so it's just like it just goes to show that like prodigy is a thing you know parents for sure supporting you that much is a thing too but anyway i'm super excited for your album to drop what do you have a release date um so the album is coming soon i'm actually uh well obviously this this is probably not going to air tonight but um we're recording it today the same day that i'm performing uh which is today's december 5th right Mm -hmm. um we are at 8 p.m we're doing a live stream on facebook which um it will be uh, on YouTube eventually. We're gonna, you know, post the the live performance of the whole album. So we're gonna do uh, perform the album. I'm gonna perform it. Uh, my brother's DJing. Uh, often spaced. Who's on the album? Shout out to my boy Gaff. He um, he's a really talented, dude. He's the only feature on the album, and he's gonna perform uh, Memories with me tonight. So. Uh, so yeah, the album will be out very, very soon. I don't want to give a release date, but uh, it, it'll be out very it'll soon. It'll be out by the time by the, the time po- this yes drops, by the time like, this drops yeah. Um, where can we find it? Uh, it will be so uh, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Profit NYC, on all uh, all streaming platforms, and I have some music videos dropping on YouTube. 
which will probably more than likely, definitely at least one of them will be out by the time this drops. Your YouTube handle is Profit NYC as well. I believe so. If you, ta- yeah, I think it's Profit. You don't even know. I, I forget. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I know. I should know these things. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> your manager will take care of it. <laughs> your manager knows yeah, it. Yeah, man. I, 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 uh, I think so, though. If type type in profit NYC, it should come up. Okay, sweet. I do have one more question for you. Um, before we wrap up. Okay. What does your writing process look like? Um, it's definitely. I feel like it's very sporadic, like in the sense of. I don't write all the time. I go through like very inspirational periods. So like, I feel like one of the songs on the album that was partially written like a few years ago, um, Memories, it wasn't done, but I finished it, you know, for the album. But the rest of the songs, actually two of my favorite songs were written like back to back for this album. So it was like, we I pretty much wrote I would say five out of the, or four out of the six songs within like a few months. So do you just like write in your bedroom in a notebook? Um, so I used to write by hand in a notebook. Now I mostly use my phone. It just makes it easier as far as like even being in the studio of just having my phone and being able to email myself the verses. But yeah, it, it's usually like, in a bedroom, kind of just working out. Sometimes I work out the melodies first with the beat, and then like if I can figure out what the melody of the hook is, then I can like set the lyrics. And then I feel like once I have the hook, then I can kind of it gives me an idea. It's not that's not always the way I do it, but mm-hmm. it can give me an idea of where the verses are gonna go. First, you sold the jeans, then you sold the pocket. Right, right. <laughs> I like that. That's good. Right? Yeah. <laughs> First you sold the jeans, <laughs> then you sold the pocket. Yeah. I don't think I've heard that before, but it I makes to- total sense. My friend who's a dancer said that, because it's the same with choreography. Like, it's hard for me, at least, like, in terms of, like, the creative process. Like, I might want to, not even I want to, the choreography to the hook comes first. And that is like what I work on first. And then everything else is like, okay, how do I want to lead into that? And how do I want to close from that? Right. You know? Yeah, that makes total sense. So that's interesting that you use your phone. Because I do that with poetry too. Like it's just easier. Right, it doesn't admit, yeah. It's just easier. Makes it a lot easier to kind (laughs) of, you have it on you anyway. And also like sitting, you could even be in, in bed or... You know, you're just typing. I feel like with I used to do everything in a notebook to try and write while you're like you have to like set up and then you know. Do you have a specific time and day that you would write, or does it pop in your head? Like, what's your routine with that? I would say in the evenings. Definitely in the evenings. Usually, I mean, there's been songs I feel like that I've written at random times, or even like on the train, or but I generally I feel like it's at home at night I feel like that's usually I mean some of the album was written when I was still in Brooklyn and I think that was because I was in the heat of everything that was going on and I I think it kind of fueled some of it but actually then when I moved back out to Long Island I think three of the songs were written so it was like it kind of like half of the album was written there half of it was written um back in Long Island. Got it. Super cool. And for anyone who's listening who, you know, maybe wants to get into rap or is struggling getting that ball rolling, what advice do you have? I would say just keep at it because it's a very... You go through just like you do in life and not to like try and sound super profound or anything but it really is just persistence and I think you go through so many changes as a person that it's very easy to get off track of doing music like maybe you know maybe you uh you're in a relationship or maybe you something happens in your life you lose your job or you know so many things can happen as you get older and it makes being creative like less important but I think being creative is super important to 
at least for me, and I feel like I've talked to you about it, about like, you know, about being who I am and staying sane and, and uh, being healthy. I think when I'm being creative, I'm, I'm healthier, you know, mentally and like you know i could back that up times right i i think uh i i would just say persistence and and patience because it's not for most people it's not going to come overnight some people get lucky or they've you know they meet the right person or they just they're a prodigy but most of us have to work really hard and uh just keep at it that's that's my my main uh advice definitely what are your thoughts on the human experience on this earth? It's a journey. It's a unpredictable, you know, beautiful, but at the same time, tragic experience. You know, just when things are going terrible, things get better. And then just when things are getting better, things get terrible. But like it's a it's a beautiful journey and i think there's a lot of ups and downs but if we could like just try and hold on to the 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 ups as long as we can and really be present in those yes. moments yes i think that's that's the key mm-hmm. for and me at least for me too definitely i love that a lot um I do think the older, the more tragedy you experience, a challenge becomes to be able to stay present in those ups. So I think that's something to be super aware of and intentional, like you just said. Definitely. Uh, so where can we find you? Uh, I am on Instagram, Profit NYC, uh, Profit NYC on Facebook as well, which uh, and you know Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes. All that good stuff. All right. Thank you so, so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me on the Human Experience Podcast. And it was was really an honor. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to check out our website, humanexperiencepodcast.com. Heads up, the A in human is an X. If you would like to connect with me directly, you can email me, humanexperiencepodcast at gmail.com. Again, the A in human is an X. Feel free to share any thoughts, comments, or if you would like to be on the show, I would love to hear from you. Until next time, folks.